All right, welcome to our Game Theory and Money Podcast for Week 5. A big thank you to all of you who have downloaded the show, who have shared the show with others through social media. The star of this show is the uh, queen of calculus, the ace of algebra. She uses geometry with grace. It is the incomparable Cynthia Freeland. Advanced degrees from such fine institutions as Northwestern, right there on the glorious banks of Lake Michigan in Evanston, Illinois, and 10,000 simulations that she has created, created and are all her own of every single game. You not only get the winner, but you get the exact score, and she is going to give us all the scores plus three predictions that she is most confident in. Cynthia, anything you would like to add to that introduction? I mean... I, I don't even deserve that introduction, but thank you very you much do. for it. <laughs> of course you do, darn it. Of course you do. Uh, well, last week, week in review, 9-6 and six for the week. So, eh, but hey, yeah, still positive that. and 40-23 for the year. Still hate 40-23 on the year. Uh, you were 2-3 and three on your confidence picks for the week. So we're going to try to turn that around this week, but 9-12 of 12 for your confidence picks on the year. So I should say two of three, not two and three. You only make three confidence picks. So right. you got two of those three right. Yep. Um, you mentioned the Pats Dolphins was going to see some points. We did see a lot of points. <laughs> Just by and, one team. Uh, it was one team that scored those points. You said that would be uh, 45 points scored. You also said the Chiefs would win by four, which they did thanks to Case Keenum's inaccuracy. And you still have your Super Bowl picks looking pretty darn sweet. Chiefs are unbe- unbeaten at 4-0, and and the Saints are 3-1 and through one quarter of the season. So well done, Cynthia. Hey, we're getting there. Historically, things get better. So the model is the most accurate between weeks 4 and 8, just because – or I'm sorry, 5 and 8, because we have four weeks of data on all the teams, so now we can start to see who they are, where it becomes – you know their identity and where what's what's going to be the focus of this team and what's their downfall. And by the way, I'm gonna have, I guess I should say I'm 63% for the year so far, just picking who's going to win. And I think if you look at you know historical rates, something that I try to strive for is at least 65. So I'm 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 in a good spot. I'm in a good spot. Okay. I like you know my what? Chances. We'll take that. We'll yeah. take that. Normally you're too humble to even pat yourself on the back <laughs> just once. No, I'm giving myself a pep talk. Given the model, listen, the model got screwed a little bit last week. We'll get into it a little bit. I mean, look at some of those games, field goals missed, crazy calls, all that stuff. So you know what, though? You can't dwell on the past. You just got to move forward. Hey, let's go. All right, Cynthia, let's start with the games uh, where your model is in step with kind of the consensus. Um, You're seeing what a lot of the other folks are seeing, and we get started with the biggest game of the week. A lot of folks picked the Jaguars to rep the AFC, and a lot of folks picked the Chiefs, or at least one person I know picked the Chiefs to rep the AFC in the Super Bowl. That person would be you. (laughs) We got the Jaguars headed to Arrowhead with that vaunted defense taking on uh, one of the two most prolific offenses in all the land, the Chiefs. Winner, score, why? Winner, the Kansas City Chiefs. The score, 28-24. So the Chiefs come out on top because the magnitude of Jacksonville's offense against the not-so-great Kansas City defense is less than the magnitude of the Kansas City offense against even the excellent Jacksonville defense. So it's just strength versus weakness and then strength versus strength, and Kansas City comes out on top in this one. 
Okay. It is, uh, like you said, strength and strength. The Kansas City offense has been fantastic. The defense has not. The Jacksonville Jaguars offense has been up and down, I think is a safe way to put it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the defense has been pretty much on point. I'm excited about this. Um, in terms of the model, because, yep. you know, you, you have no Leonard Fournette. Um, you have perhaps no Sammy Watkins. Uh, how much does it get offset when you start looking at those two things? Sammy Watkins isn't as big of a deal for the model because there's other potential pass catchers here that can make up for the difference. Kansas City has run the most different types of plays and the most successful different types of plays, if that makes sense, right? So it's the number one in different, so offensive diversity. And then on the route tree, six of the nine different routes, main routes, Patrick Mahomes has actually been most efficient in. So that's really cool stat for him. And the cool part here is that we saw Kareem Hunt last week. So I'll get back to your – I'm not going to forget about Leonard You're getting there. But we saw Kareem Hunt really come to life and the run game start to be more of a foundation. And that run will help their defense – and that's kind of what drives Kansas City in this one. And then Leonard Fournette, it's kind of meh. And I hate to say that because I ran it with Fournette and I ran it with Yeldon. It's really no different because we haven't seen good Fournette in a long time. So even if he were active, it doesn't mean he's healthy, right? Like last week we right. saw him leave. So it really isn't that much different. We're going to do a lesson in pace. Got it? Pace. Okay. Football pace. People do pace wrong. It's not snaps, people. It's plays. And then you got to look at how many plays on offense and then map it to first downs. And then you got to do plays on defense and map it to first downs allowed. So if you look in this game, the Jags defense is allowing the fewest first downs per game and the Kansas City Chiefs is the most. So when you look at those two different ratios, it's like which one, which one's going to give. The reason why this score overall ends up so high, 28-24, is because in this one, Blake Bortles' deep passing allows for – I know, did you hear what I just said, Blake Bortles' I heard deep passing? Deep passing. But yep. he's got Keelan Cole and he's yeah. got Dante Moncrief. Those dudes are running nine routes, so it's working. I yeah. mean, and Blake's always had a strong arm. I mean, that's right. never been an issue for him. So anyway, so back to my pace, right? So you yes. got to do those first downs and the potential to earn touchdowns. It's increased because the ja- the Chiefs' defense is easy to target in that capacity. But also the Chiefs have so many different options that their ability to target everyone at every different level of the field just means a lot more points than you might think. Pace, the, uh, pace, the, pace, yeah. pace. First and you downs. You know what? But before I before I weigh in here with nonsense. Um, the the idea of pace, I do want you to weigh in on something here in yeah, Los Angeles that pace. caught my ear. Um, general manager and uh, just gas bag in general, uh, Rob Palinka was asked about pace <laughs> and the Lakers. And he spun a tale of, uh, we don't want to play with pace. He said we want to play with pace and grace. And thrust. No, and oh. thrust. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a metric as someone who yeah. works in the world of pace for thrust? Does you know, that make any sense to you? Because it doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry. I'm okay. So here's a sense I can make of it. It's. I prefer you just say no. It's stupid, and he sounds stupid. Okay, it's a That's dumb word. You You should say you want to play with pace and efficiency. Because if you maximize pace and you maximize scoring efficiency, you you really can't be beat, right? But if you hit like for example, the Chiefs have had more 
plays and more first downs on defense. They give up more first downs than their offense creates. So if they get behind for their offense, it's not that big of a deal. But you saw it last week with teams who play with low pace like the Dolphins. They're not coming back if they get down. They don't have enough snaps in them in order to make sure that they get enough offense to get going, if that makes sense. Right. So so that's that's really what it is. So the thrust needs to be it can't be like we scored a point off of a turnover, which is why I my biggest hot take, which isn't even that hot, is that the Jags defense this year is actually better than last season because they're not relying on turnovers in order to create um, their their defensive efficiency. They only have two and so do the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. They actually have three turnovers, but only two caused by their defense. so it's 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 more of a it's a scheme and a spacing thing. So the Jacksonville defense is even better, but you know that. So that's the thrust, if you will. I guess the you know for me, it's it, it, I thought the Broncos' defense was fantastic mm-hmm. last week. I had their offense help them out. I, I think they win that game. Totally. Um, they, I mean, look, it all pat- comes out. Emmanuel Sanders. If if Case Keenum hadn't sailed the ball on Emmanuel Sanders, uh, sorry, on Demarius, Demarius Thomas, Thomas rather, yeah, they win the game. Then they win the game. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the question is, what do you have more faith in? Do you have more faith in the Jags offense being able to keep up with a Kansas City offense that we think the Jags defense is going to keep in check? Um, or do you have faith in Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and that cast, Kareem Hunt, I want to make sure I give everybody credit, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Just, yeah, the Jags are good against tight ends, but the Jags Travis Kelsey. Yeah. They I, just I have too many different looks. That's the thing. When you have 400 plays at your disposal, which is, let's think like a normal team, like 200, you get Tom Brady, you get like 600. But like for a guy like Pat Mahomes, who's not even played a full season yet, he's got like something like 400 plays installed. That's a lot. And it's going to keep defenses guessing. And by the way, you saw what he did. When he's under pressure, he doesn't get worse, right? He doesn't, right. you don't get that erosion from him. He doesn't seem to care. You know, it, it doesn't make him, he doesn't flinch. He doesn't do any of those things. So his passer rating reflects that. So six routes out of nine, he's most efficient in. Hard to gonna, argue with that. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Jags. Do it. I think I'm going to take the Do Jags. It. They've only allowed four offensive touchdowns. I, you know, Till Kansas City is not going to go undefeated. <laughs> and, I, you know, I just kind of I, I look at the way it, it played out against the Chargers, the way it played out uh, against the Broncos, and I feel like even uh, – all right, I'll take the Jags. Why the heck not? Yeah, no. Let's move on. Look, I don't think they're going to be undefeated. I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going undefeated into the Super Bowl. I just think it's early enough in the season where you haven't seen Andy Reid pull out that full arsenal, and you have so many different plays that people haven't been able to pick up on it yet. There's just not enough right. film on this kid yet. Yes, That's sooner why. or later, they'll, but, but Absolutely they will. They always do. They always do. So for right. sure they will. But I don't think it's yet because of the number of plays that there are. All right, let's move on. Let's do NFC that. tilt. Vikings at Eagles. Winner and score. The winner, the Philadelphia Eagles at the link at home against <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. 26 24. It's a high Why? scoring game. <laughs> Vikings O line is so undependable. We saw it from Riley Reef against the Bills. We saw it from the interior. Tom Compton got. Aaron Donald is very hard to deal with in general, but Tom Compton did not do a good job of that. And Philadelphia, their ability to pressure from all these different angles. And yes, I saw some guys on the, on the injury report, Fletcher Cox should play. I don't know about Brandon Graham, whatever, but you know, keep an eye on that, of course, but I still think they have too many different pressure options. However, you'll notice that's a pretty high score, 26, 24. Both these teams haven't gotten there. You know, we did see the Vikings in a shootout with the Rams, but both of these teams have kind of been kind of weird 
compared to what we thought maybe in the beginning of the season. So I do think it's a higher scoring game than 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 you probably thought at the, early, at the beginning of the week. But Wentz, I, going back and tracking, that arrow is straight up on Wentz, into the pocket, out of the pocket, rushing, what he can create, the time he has. Nelson Aguilar dropped three balls on him alone. You know, you saw Zach Ertz. You saw all these different weapons emerging again. And again, Carson Wentz was so good last year because of offensive diversity. Same thing here again. Yeah, and we have, you know, injuries on both sides. Obviously, Dalvin, kicked in, Dalvin Cook didn't look right, didn't look right at least, uh, against the Rams on that Thursday night. So an extra couple days for them to get right. That O-line, I was surprised. It, it held up pretty well until the very end of the game uh, against the Rams. And for whatever reason, Well, they were putting teams, two guys on Aaron Donald every – two, three guys yeah, on Aaron Donald have every to, single time. You do. And, and, you know, and you just have to compensate for the fact that, that Abukam and those guys are going to have to win their one-on-ones – and they really did. But the, the interesting thing to me about this is these are two of the best defenses from last year. And, they, and neither yeah. of them have looked good. No, like, the, the Eagles' they all, they secondary has been what? Average. Crossing routes. The Eagles' second. I thought, okay, we got you know deep passes. We saw two 70-yarders thrown against the Eagles' defense. All right, okay, whatever. That, that can happen just on game plan. But crossing routes against last week against Tennessee, missed tackles, like – at a, at a rate you didn't see them do at any point in the season last year. So I, you're right. That was that was pretty crazy to me. I, I, I would mean, like shocked. to say that uh, I'd lean Eagles because the the Vikings offense with the injury to Dalvin Cook and him still trying to come back is just too one dimensional. But it doesn't seem to matter. You know, it just well, it seems like the, in, in 2018 you can throw the ball all over the yard and not have balance and still win games. Uh, but that said, I, I think you're right. I think Carson. Shake the rust off last game. Let's roll this game, and you'll start seeing that Eagles offense hum a little bit more, and the defense is certainly good enough, you would think, to uh, to hold up a, a one-dimensional offense. Well, and look, one last note to, to – I'm shocked because I really liked the Vikings defense going into this season. Yeah. I really liked the pressure capability. It hasn't been there. Obviously, they've been now, missing Now, of course, they're pieces. down Everson Griffin. Right, they are, but – Usually the safety help is like really strong. It did not look that way there, and and I picked on him all week, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Michigan State finest Trey Waynes has looked not at all scary for their you know and their in their of their defensive backs. So they're very targetable. And even last, and I love this guy. I love number 29. He's one of my favorite corners in the league to watch. But holy cow, he he looked very beatable last week. Brandon Cooks, uh, what? Well. So, I mean, I think also, Xavier Rhodes, by the way, is number twenty-nine. Yeah. That's who I was talking about. But but it's like Brandon Cooks just like had his number. Right. I think the I think the issue too, and just speaking, you know, having seen Sean McVay and uh, in person, they've they've just figured it out. You know, McVay does not exchange personnel. He runs, you know, three wide receivers, one tight end, one back. It's eleven personnel, <laughs> and he moves. He will run three different motions. And before you know it, the ball's being snapped, and you have a linebacker on one of those receivers. Yep. And you know, it's not even it's not even Rhodes. It's that you've got Anthony Barr trying to keep up with Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods or coming out of the backfield Todd Gurley because they figure it out. And I know defenses will catch up, but that's what these teams are yep. doing. That's what Andy Reid's doing. That's what what Sean McVay is doing. And I don't know how you solve it because I saw it last year when the Chargers had to play Hayes Pollard because Denzel Perriman was out, and they did it to him endlessly in the Chiefs game. It was they figured out how to get Tyree Kill being checked by a linebacker, mm-hmm. and it burned him every wave, to use a surfing term. Um, 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going Carson Wentz, Eagles, over the Vikings. Vikings got to show us something, man. They spent all that money on Kirk Cousins. He was supposed to be the missing piece. Obviously, they have some injury issues. He has been pressured the most for anyone in the league. I'm going to give him some credit there. Well, Another Michigan State, great. That's what's interesting, too, is last year was me poo-pooing the Vikings because I didn't like their offensive line. And this year, you're now seeing those leaks that, for whatever reason, you're just uh, early did not it. show up last year. Yeah. All right, how about Ravens-Browns? <laughs> All right, I have the Ravens coming out on top, 25-21. The Ravens offense, Ravens offense is good, people. Yeah, Flacco it's, looks great. Absolutely. And you know what they're doing? They're doing kind of like what we're talking about. They're creating mismatches. Flacco looks great. He's throwing into tight windows, which is something we didn't see him do last year. John Brown has emerged as a true number Brown. one. He leads the league in air yards per target with 21 Point nine. They're creating opportunities for separation, and, and then when they're not, he's throwing into tight windows, and his receivers are rewarding him with catching the ball. So the Browns' defense, which I think is still very good, don't get me wrong, I just think they can be, get confused. They're the youngest defense in the NFL. The game script in Oakland was a mess on both sides. They were calling crazy things that when you go back and you're like, wow, this is like creative. That's maybe the nice way of putting it. And they were getting tricked. So they're very trickable, and Flacco has been really like just, I mean, what? I think it went from like 196 to like 313 passing yards per game. Obviously, small sample size, but they're going to do things it's to make it happen. It's the quarter of the season. Yeah. It's 25%. I mean, the one thing that jumps out at me is, and, and we said this after week one, we said, hey, look, be careful because the Ravens played the Bills, and they went up on them 40 to nothing. Yep. And one forty-seven to three. So the stats are going to be skewed, and I'm sure they're still skewed. They are. But at but, the same time, yeah. they've played – Ben Roethlisberger, they played Case Keenum, who was in an NFC Championship game last year. They played Andy Dalton along with the Bills and Nate Peterman, and they're still the number one quarterback rating against team by a wide margin, mm-hmm. 69.1. You think Baker Mayfield in his second start, as good as he's looked, that's it's one thing to carve up a, a Raiders defense. It's another to go up against arguably the number one defense in the league that's specifically tough on quarterbacks. Exactly, and they get Jimmy Smith back, and Brandon Carr's play well. I mean, there's a lot of there. Right. I mean, they, there's a lot of things that are really pointing to this team. I want to say one thing about the Browns' defensive turnovers, though, and they do lead the league still in turnovers. And turnovers, they, we get into this like argument. Not me and you, obviously, but like whatever. People oh, I'll argue it. with you, Cynthia. Here oh, I yeah. come. Not some people think interceptions are 100% lucky or turnovers are 100% lucky. Some people think, like me, that it really depends on each and every oh, sure. turnover. Exactly. So I will I mean, Antonio say. Antonio Callaway saw that thing. He, you know, you you had yeah. two tur- two of his two of his no of his two picks. One of them was not his Correct. fault. You could argue both because of pressure up the middle. Uh, that second one that he threw, you had pressure right in his face from from Hurst. That that's going to affect the way you throw. If you take a snap and you're supposed to take a three step drop and bang that ball out. And, and Maurice Hurst is in your lap before you can even look up, and, and you're supposed to have a quick, you know, just you're throwing like a quick hitch. You could almost argue that's not his fault either. So I'm, I'm with you 100%. And you were right about this. You were totally right. And I'm and the Hughes stuff was hilarious to me, especially how defensive he got after people questioning Ugh. his game calling so after. Hateable. And I, re, I, did, I, I went back specifically just to look to see. And I'm not talking about the fourth and inches that was from the 18 and they punted and people were like, why did you go for it? And blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about controversial call. I'm not talking about how I got screwed in this game in terms of who won. But whatever. But I am going to say that the play call when they were up big – was very unprobable. Improbable. I don't. Improbable. I don't do English. I do. No, math. you're math whiz. Right. So it was very counterintuitive to what solidifies game wins when you're up by a significant amount. So 
It's all Hugh's fault. I should have been at least 10 and 5, if not more. Thank you, Hugh. You no should have just listened to me. You're right. You should have listened to I me and said, Hugh Jackson can't win this game. It can't happen. <laughs> it can't happen. Oakland will burn uh, with all the hot air he'd be breathing all over the place. <laughs> all right, let's shift to uh, Falcons at Steelers. What do you got? You got Steelers 28, Falcons 20. Six in this one. So I don't think everyone's talking about this like potential shootout. And yes, it does have a potential to be a shootout. Every it one looks of these like teams it to do. Me. It, but you know what? I think we're gonna put a lid on it. I don't think it's gonna be crazy. I mean, it's, just I'm because s- everybody's pushing that way, everybody's zigging. You want to zag? Is that what it is, Cynthia? Well, no, you're a math person. You don't care about emotions. No. You don't care about conjecture and subjective say. folks. You want to look at the numbers. What do they say? They say that they say that both teams will be able to run more efficiently than we saw in their. Ooh. I that would be know. a miracle. The Steelers' running game has been terrible. It's going to be. I, mean, I like didn't say it's going to be unwatchable. good. I said it's going to be more efficient. <laughs> I hear you. I'm just saying it would be something because look, we saw it in the first week, right, where James Conner was running great and everybody was celebrating him, and and even though it, it ended in a tie or whatever it was, that you know he was the guy, and we just haven't seen it since. Yeah. Uh, it's been a mess, and really outside of DeCastro on that offensive line, I don't know what else they got, you know, to to try to blow those lanes open. I mean, look, the I'm not unless I'm, it's a matchup because I know Atlanta. I was about to leaky. say I'm not going to try to point out something bad here, but if but, you look at the Falcons' safeties are gone, their starting right. safeties are gone. Linebackers gone. Linebackers gone. Last game they did some some Im- interesting moves when it came to who matched up with whom. Their whole their corners were in different spots than normal. The ones who were still around, they were trying to make up for their safeties. They basically were like, let's shake everyone up and just. You pick a number, and we're gonna you're gonna go block this person, and it didn't work. It it was it was not the right opportunity against the Bengals, and you saw what happened. I mean, it was it was definitely a high scoring game, but you know that was a little it, not probable. But in, and the other side, the Steelers secondary is just as targetable. It's just as I, they're small. They're and they're not playing. They're not lining up well. They're creating more separation year over year, like by the biggest margin in the league the, in the league than last season. So the, you're right. When I understand why everyone thinks it's gonna be super high scoring, because it's like, well, you got to pass because you know running isn't gonna work. But I don't know if I, I don't think that that's gonna happen. Devontae Freeman figures to be back, and if you look at like power backs, right? So two back sets. It was a Shanahan staple, and that was part of why they were so efficient in 20, what year was that, 16, when they made it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if Sark's going to do that, but that was something that has worked versus the Steelers. So that was an interest, that's an interesting wrinkle that if they start doing that, you know, those two-back sets or bring a full back in, then you're going to be able to see some some better running, rushing, running, rushing, whatever you want. It all works. This is what uh, ultimately this game – to me, will come down to what I like to call the movable force versus the stoppable object because they both <laughs> stink on third down. The Steelers' yeah. offense is terrible on third down. That's why they're getting behind in these games because because their defense is bad too. So mm-hmm. they're not converting and getting off the field. Their defense is gassed, and they're getting gashed. Uh, and the Falcons' defense is because you just mentioned Ricardo Allen gone, Keanu Neal gone, Deion Jones gone. They're getting gashed on third downs. So you know it's going to kind of come down Tack to. Tack McKinley's good too, by the way. Yeah, I just want to point out that's good. about it. So, I mean, it's it's going to come down to pretty much, okay, you both are blemished. Which one of you can overcome it? And that's likely what's going to determine what happens in this game. And I almost wonder, you know, if getting Devontae Freeman back and you can maybe be a little more balanced offensively and 
just give your defense a rest because they're so thin. Maybe they can come out ahead here because, I mean, look, if they had won the coin toss against the Saints, I think they would have won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a weird They've ending to that contest games. against Cincinnati. Like, it just, right? I mean, I know they're one and three, but, man, the games have just been weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I, I look at the Steelers and I say, it just looks like a team with a lot of issues. It looks like a team that had a couple miracles uh, happen with like with the Bucks. Uh, they probably should not have tied Cleveland five turnovers, and somehow they managed a tie in that game. It looks like a team that's a mess to me. Atlanta looks like a team that clearly is bad defensively, but it's just had some kind of weird bounces that mm-hmm. have led to their losses. I, I got you. No, I completely I got you. And I think, by the way, I think that both teams have wide receivers that have been helping on non when they're not targeted their off ball help has been incredible calvin ridley's precise route running yeah. juju smith schuster precise route running mohammed sanu precise route, route running you've got a, a real plethora and i didn't even name the two like primary ones right so like right. the the point being here is that you've got a lot of things to like in both of them but you don't I don't, I don't think that this is one where I think it's who can establish a run and play more balanced. That's who wins. And improbably, I have the Steelers in a better situation than that because of those missing pieces on the Falcons' defense. Mm, Take the Falcons. Boy. Do it. And by the it. way, everybody can it. talk. Do it. Take and I don't the like them either, by the way. What's well, that? Okay, everybody so can what? everybody can talk about third down. You know what we talk on this pod? We talk second down because that's what second leads down. into your that's what leads into your third down. You know who's okay. been really horrible on second down? I'm gonna go with both of them. Correct. They're really? number five worse Hell and of a number guess four. By me. Number five worse and number four worse. That's real precise talking right there. All right. So there we fifth go. worse and fourth worst. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the Falcons, you're taking the Steelers. Let's go to the Dolphoons who are being celebrated and were humiliated on national TV at the hands of Bill Belichick and the Pats up there at Foxborough once again. Um, but, hey, they're still a 3-1 and team. They're still certainly right in the mix and still lead the AFC East for all intents and purposes, and they are at Cincinnati. 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 Oh, Cincinnati. Who <laughs> uh, day, Cincinnati. Um, what do you got? Day. Winner, score. Winner, Bengals, score 26-21. So, biggest reason why? Who's Why? playing for the Dolphins this week? Do you know? Because yeah. I certainly don't. Their it's whole team seems to be on the IR or, or in banged up. At least banged up, but they're putting pe- people on IR left and right, cutting people. It seems to be. Um, it's hard to know who's going to be on their 53-man roster come you know tomorrow. Even um, yes, Cincinnati. We don't know about Joe Mixon. He's maybe coming back. We've heard positive things. Could be Gio Bernard. It's okay either way. They do get Vontez Perfect back. And really, for me, there's no one that's going to pressure Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton's been great with no pressure. He's been very not great with pressure, but it just hasn't happened very much. So we haven't seen it. So I think Andy Dalton, this offense, again, by the way, fun fact, Bill Lazor used to work with Ryan Tannehill, so he knows how bad he is on third down. He can figure it out. I mean, look, Cincinnati, I think we saw coming into the season, they made a lot of moves to try to shore up their offensive line. Um, And you just said it. When Andy has a clean pocket, he's good and he can deal because he's got great weapons. Now, unfortunately, it was a horrible injury. Uh, And if you haven't seen it, don't. Um, Nope, not going to. But no Tyler Eifert. And certainly that was one of his favorite red zone targets. But he's got A.J. Green. Uh, Tyler Boyd, who has emerged. I'm still not a huge John Ross guy. I love the speed and the ability to take the top off the defense. But Tyler Boyd's the guy. Geno Atkins is sick, too. Like, they're all That's what I mean. Like, the interesting thing about them is, like, 
defensively, they're not as good as they should be, right? Because you do have that Rams-like pressure up the middle with Geno Atkins. Well, it's uh, because Carlos Dunlap's look, there. I mean, William they, Jackson's got been talent. totally beatable this year. He's it, yeah. he he's been totally beatable. He's the first, the fourth biggest, the fourth most erosion in passer rating allowed season over season from last year to this year. So that's that's been a problem so far. And I do want to say that I think that, I mean, I did give the Dolphins some points here, 21, that's three touchdowns, basically, or, you know, some combination thereof. Um, I don't think it's going to be as bad as bef- as last week. I don't think – I think they're going to go back to gadget plays. I think they're going to go back to shorter tricks, play small ball, if you will, because they need to set Ryan Tannehill up because you saw how hard – third down hits him when it's third and long and he's he's it, it I don't know if it's psychological or not but he just doesn't perform on that down yeah but I say I think yeah. some points you know I think I'll take the Bengals as well even though their defense is bad I just to me I look at the Dolphins and I think about you know kind of it just seems like it's smoke and mirrors you know it just doesn't it, it, I know everybody got excited and I kind of poo-pooed on them and said like team's boring there's nothing there's no sizzle you know there why they're for boring me. because they they only play defense they they only yeah. play defense. They they're barely they were barely here. Here's what happens with turnovers. They had all these defensive turnovers, and they were getting a few extra offensive possessions, and boom, they were passing down the field and scoring in a very few amount of plays. That is not a recipe for sustained success. You need to establish a run. You need to what people will call eating up the clock. And I don't think playtime is a really good indicator for you know metric for success. I'm all about plays, and I'm all about drives. So you need plays and drives on offense. Otherwise. If you get behind, you will never come back, ever. Yeah, and they don't have the you know they don't have the type of offense. I think I think this kind of goes into the the conversation that I was having about the Chiefs and the uh, and the Jags. It's like, hey, if it, but I guess it's the opposite. If the other offense goes off, does do the Dolphins have an offense to keep up with the Bengals? And I think the answer is no. You know, whereas with the Jags, I said, okay, let's say the defense locks up the Chiefs. Do they have a defense to slow down the Jags? I think the answer is no. Uh, that's why I take the Jags. So I'm with you. I, I think this 3-0 and start begins to fade quickly. Yeah. Uh, lose at Cincinnati. Then they got to deal with one of the best defenses, uh, probably second best so far that we've seen this season in the NFL and the Bears the week after, and that's when things can start coming undone. Yeah. We're, we're going on one week at a time Don't here. mean to go pick picture. Yeah. I know we like to do week to week here. We're only going winners, on to Cincinnati once, yeah. and literally exactly. they're on to Cincinnati. All right, let's go uh, Let's go. Giants <laughs> and Panthers. Winner score. Winner Panthers score 26-18. Biggest reason why, Panthers defense. I don't know if this this one, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on the Panthers defense, but I do want to say Eli Manning's been pressured more this season than last season, even with adding Will Hernandez through the draft and Nate Solder in free agency. It's gone up about 6%, 6.2% to 28.2%. That's crazy. He's been throwing more short completions. That stuff is not good for your man, Odell Beckham. He's getting no deep targets, like 9% of his targets is usually something like 18. He's been used in the slot. It hasn't been working. They're on to him. And by the way, one of my favorite things ever, which is on the other side of the ball if you're picking your fantasy lineup, um, I I have a big flag and a lying number here. The lying number is Panthers yard before the run. They're number one, three yards before the run. Yeah, no, you know who's not going to let that happen? Damon Harrison. This is not going to be a – look, Cam Newton, he's a, he's great on his feet. It, that's not a true rushing situation. He does have design runs, but it's a little different when it's Cam running and it's a quarterback running in general. But I think it's going to be those short passes to Christian McCaffrey and the offensive diversity of the Panthers that wins this one. I mean, it, I don't need to nope, expand that's... much on that. I'll just say Eli Manning's not good. 
He's just not good. I mean, that that's really it. The guy does not want to stand in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. He's just not interested in doing it. The idea that they fired a head coach, they fired a general manager, uh, they drafted a running back. They did all of this for Eli Manning, who's – look, he won two Super Bowls. I get it, and you want to celebrate the heck out of him. And if you look at his career statistics, there's a lot of big numbers there, completions, yards, touchdowns. But guess what else there is? Interceptions. And there's a lot – and his career passer rating, it's not good. And and I think it's clear that, you know, I don't know. I get. I guess you win two Super Bowls for a city like New York, and they're going to defend you to the death, which is great. And I guess you should do that, right? You should lay down in traffic mm-hmm. for Eli because he won you two Super Bowls as your quarterback. But the idea that they made all of these changes in the offseason, drafted a running back as supposedly this help for Eli, it just wasn't smart because it's just not that it's not there. It's clear that it's not there. He is so comfortable, like you said, just check. He is checked down, Charlie. Man, it's just three yard passes. There's a whole lot of them. There's no yards per attempt. There's no pushing the ball downfield, and they're going to be bad because they got a nasty stretch. We knew it was a tough start to the season after Carolina, Philly, then Atlanta, then Washington. It's going to get again. I said the same thing about the Dolphins. I think it gets ugly for the Giants, and I think you got twenty six eighteen. You said, yep. I think that could easily be. 26 to 6. Yep. Um with with that Panthers defense. I'm with you in, in, completely. You're a blonde, I'm a blonde, Odell's a blonde. We don't like Eli, let's move on. Ooh. You think I'm a blonde? I'll take that. <laughs> All right. I always wanted to be a blonde. I've always thought I've just kind of had that sort of brown You're blonde hair. for sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cowboys Texans. What do you got? Winner I, score. I have the Texans coming out on top 25-21. I like this one because I think the Texans defensive front Plus Watson, who is trending up, is greater than Zeke plus Demarcus Lawrence. That's kind of the math for me, right? The whole it's it's a it's a it's a formula. It's, it's an a formula. It's but it's JJ Watt. The plus variables are individual players. Jadavion Clowney. I think I'm following you. Greater than sign. I think exactly. Zeke. Uh, ampersand. Ampersand. Exclamation money. point. Uh, <laughs> and uh, those the bars with the squiggly in the middle. Okay, I got exactly. you. Exactly. So Zeke's taken 51.2% of his team's offensive touches this season. That's a lot, obviously. You should probably have 62. Um, do you know who didn't make tackles last week? I'm going to go with the... Well, Jared Davis, but the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions? Yeah, not good. Not at all good. Um, anyways, so the point is, is they're not converting on third down. They're not working on second down. They're asking Zeke to do a lot, and Zeke's being super efficient, but they can only create so many different schemes and 38-yard runs and catches for him to f- trick, effectively trick other teams. And with Watt and Clowney coming from both sides of this line, and they're great in the run, and they're obviously great in the pass, but it's really – it's going to come down to Dak Prescott, who averages only 2.3 yards per attempt at under pressure. It's just not enough. And Deshaun Watson, you saw it last week. Deshaun Watson, his accuracy improved 10% in week four versus weeks one through three. That's ridiculous. That's a huge increase. And part of it's because DeAndre Hopkins can get exceptional separation. And the other part of it is Deshaun Watson's figuring out that the O-line's not going to do anything for him, so he should start using his feet and create for himself again like he did last season. They're letting him him kind of run around a little bit more often and create the the opportunity he's looking for as opposed to say, stay in the pocket and just get, you know, pressured and do nothing, right? So now he's like, this isn't happening anymore. We're doing this. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the front for the Texans. And, I mean, you just look at their yards per carry numbers. I mean, they're very good against the run. And I know that we're kind of waiting to see them sort of shake this thing out. Um, 
because the defense certainly has not been as stout as the names, you know, and the health of J.J. Watt being back, and obviously Jadavion Clowney and all that suggests that it should be. Um, but at the same time, the one thing they have done well this season is stop the run. Yep. Um, and we and by the seen... way, it's okay for them to not be as good on one side. Like, look, Demarcus Lawrence is yeah. getting all the t- – he's the sack leader, 5.5 sacks, number one. And and that's great, but you should know it from the team that you know the most about. When you have people come from, bo- from both sides, it's better to have a, two Different guys deal. who are an 8 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10 on coming from multiple sides than it is to have one guy who's a 10 and then nothing else. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I think you've seen and that somewhere I, before. Yeah. Turns so are you out, taking the Texans? I am. Man. Yeah, I think I am. Okay. I think I'm All taking right. the Texans. I Good. Don't then we can move this. on now. Just because if they don't have Zeke, what do they have, right? Not a whole lot. Uh, before we move on and get to uh, get to more contests that maybe you're, you're Curious about. straying a little bit away from consensus, uh, I want to remind people about G Suite. By Google Cloud, we use it. We're using it right now. And the wonderful thing about G Suite, that suite of cloud-based productivity tools, uh, Gmail, Docs. Right now we're on Docs, and we have our game theory and money. We're in two different places right now as we're doing this because we both kind of had to run around today. But it gives us an opportunity, much like my freshman in high school uses the opportunity to remember back in the day when you would, like, pass the notes in class? Huh? You know, teacher doesn't want to see Did a talk. Did you fold them into a little note. football? I wouldn't roll them into a football. I would make them into little roses. And, what? <laughs> uh, I would say, hey there, your hair sure does smell pretty. And I would Blondie. pass it over. And uh, Exactly. <laughs> uh, but we can make adjustments as we're talking in the moment on our Google Docs, and it just makes the show run a heck of a lot more smooth. They do Gmail, obviously Docs, as I just mentioned, slide sheets, drive, make real-time updates as I just detailed to the same document. You don't keep track of multiple versions. And because all the tools are cloud-based, guess what? Everybody, like we are right now, even Shoppy. And Shoppy, our producer, I don't like you snooping on the fancy notes I'm trying to pass to Cynthia right now. You'd like okay? to think he's sitting here, but Shoppy's left because he's just in the Google Docs somewhere else. He went home, I exactly think. Exactly right. See, he went home too. Your whole team can access the same document, work on the same page at the same time. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. To find out more, visit gsuite.com. All right, you uh, stray a little bit from consensus here. We start with the Packers and Lions. I have no idea why this is not a, a normal thought for people. I, I can't imagine it a different way. Packers 24, Lions 21. The biggest reason the Packers can run or pass on every down, Eric the Lions defense good. don't like to get off the field. Yeah, it's been bad. And we thought they figured something out, right? We thought Matt Patricia and his fancy pencil in his ear figured something out against the Pats, and they just could not carry it over. And that was a – it might have been the most disappointing loss of the week. Oh, uh, after a huge tell victory me about, oh, I didn't even talk about uh, against the Patriots to go and just, just drop that one against the Cowboys, who offensively had nothing going this entire season until they saw the Lions come to town. Yeah, so you know what's an interesting number? The the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is good. That's my number. Aaron Rodgers. Wait, wait. This this is one to tell your friends over dinner, dinner, okay. drinks. You know, I'll try it Google tonight. Docs. Either way, yeah. So of the sixteen times that Rodgers has faced the Lions, guess how many times he's won? Sixteen. Thirteen. All right. <laughs> I mean, look. You ask me out. You, you know what I'm going to say, right? It's Aaron Rodgers, and they're the Lions. One is arguably the greatest quarterback ever. The other is arguably the most hapless team in the division since they booted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I, I know this all. I, I, I'm very aware. Um, but I do think that it, it's not going to be. Cut the cord, Cynthia. Come I'm, on. You've I been might. in California long enough. I might. I've, I Life's mean, much better. 
listen. It's I, much I, better. I, I'm very. I'm always cold, and I don't like being cold. So Michigan's probably not the place for me. You, you know? don't owe them probably anything. Should, I do. What do you owe the Lions? What have they ever done for you? Nothing. Nothing. They're not. This whole exactly. game's not even going to have a ton of points, and it. it's not even that fun to watch. I'm yeah, over see, it. that's disappointing. Yeah. Because I obviously Aaron Rodgers was not the same against the the Bills, but. They're banged I, I up I just as think well. it's going to be. I think it's going to be a more tempered game. It's not going to be a blow the lid off the top game. So, anyways, so let's move on. Let's All right. get out of Detroit. It's so cold. Where's in the, the game day. at? Game's in Detroit, it's right? In, it's at Ford Field in Detroit, indoor. There's good Euros there, you know. Yeah, tempted to take the Lions. Go for it. Be it. So, you can take them. So, I hate them. It'd be so Lions. It's of them, so right? Lion. It's so Lion of them to, to win just this win one. This game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I won't. I'll take it. I'll take a whole day right there. All right, let's go Titans-Bills. <laughs> Titans 23, Bills 17. You heard me. Titans 23. Sneaky good, Titans, man. Sneaky good. Yeah. The, de- the You know what? The Titans' defense and their defensive front is good. This is what they did. Dean Pease, my man. It's I know everyone likes Mike Dean Brable. Dean Pease gets a lot of run on the, uh, the pod here. Yes, he absolutely does. I love Dean Pease. I've watched every snap since he was at Michigan State in like 1997. So long story short – their I don't defense. Like birds IPs, but that's just me. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so Darrell Casey in the center is really holding it down. That's a huge difference. Creating this defense the, from the middle out. It's kind of like um, in Silicon Valley, you know, like middle out. Anyways, I gotcha. Um, so what he, what they do is they create stability, and then they have all these exotic fronts. And you even saw like unblocked Harold Landry, just whatever. You saw Malcolm Butler. He whatever. was a force last Everybody. week against Philadelphia. Yes. How that guy slipped in the draft is crazy. Anyway. Story for Good another old day, Boston please. College kid, keeping it real. Eagles. Ah, go Eagles. <laughs> so that's all I got. All right. So yeah. So long story short, their defense is good. Marcus Mariota appears to be more healthy, at least improving health. I'm going to keep watching, keep an eye on this health. But I think this is a game where you see. I like a nice, steady offense. This is where like the. Tennessee Titans fans get mad at me for picking against them every other time. And it's not even me picking against them, but whatever. It's math. It's math. And by the way, Josh Allen, lowest percentage of wide open throws. Nobody gets open for him. Who's he Who's he playing with? Yeah, well, and now that Kelvin Benjamin's down, not that he was that good. Anyway, I mean, look, you remember the uh, – it was either on Sesame Street or Electric Company, the uh, the old sketch, one of these guys is no. doing his own thing, one of these guys just isn't the same. <laughs> look at their schedule, right? 47 to 3 they lose 31 to 20 they lose and that could have been 38 uh 22 to nothing they lose or they beat the Vikings 27 to 6 what stands out right it was just a weird random welcome to week. the NFL welcome yeah, to the you, NFL when you kind of play it all out and no one's going to let you sneak up on them anymore nope. uh, i think you said it all that defense is darn good and Marcus Mariota looks like he's getting more healthy um he's got complement you know complimentary weapons arguably the best bookend tackles Yep. on his offensive line in the league. So, yeah, that's – with what the Bills are putting up against him on defense, that this to me looks – I mean, look, you were being nice by saying it was a six-point victory. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna say it's double that. This is going to look a lot more like the other three losses the Bills have already had. Listen, other people don't think it's going to be that big of a win. So, you and I are both on the side of big win, Titans. That's right. You and I will sail. I thought that was going to rhyme, but it didn't. All right, so, that big Titan win island. Uh, <laughs> all right, Raiders at Chargers. What do you got? I got the Chargers 29, the Raiders 26. A lot of points. It's a lot That's of what points. what you got. You got a lot of points, and I can't disagree with you. Who doesn't like a lot of points? This could be a messy game. This could be That's a messy game. what the kids game. want. Do, are the Chargers the most unlucky team in the NFL? 
Like just random stuff that doesn't happen it's to other people. Kind of been the case. At least people point out. I mean, you know, what last year was a historically bad season for kickers. I think sixty-seven uh, percent of their field goals converted, uh, like the low in twenty years. And look, that's not bad luck. But you know, this year poised to kind of with a sweet schedule, make a run, and you lose arguably the best at least in the conversation, is the best defensive player in the league yeah. before the season starts. Yeah. So, yeah, little snake bit. You do but get hey, your defensive can... tackle back. That's Getting Legit some... back is yep. big just because he's an upfield um, He's an upfield tackle, so he can create pressure from the tackle position, and they desperately need that. I mean, that's really why this defense has been so bad is that they missed that ability to win a one-on-one Melvin Ingram is getting doubled he's getting tight end shade and help he's getting chipped by backs and the other guy on the other side either Isaac Rochelle or Chris Landrum or Chenna Nwosu they're on one-on-ones and they can't win I want Chenna Nwosu to be good so I can say his name more often yeah I mean and he he had a great start had that sack in his first snap against the Bills but since then he's just you gotta win one-on-ones man because they're gonna double one he is and whichever one they don't you gotta win and they haven't been able to do that but we'll see if Legit who can pressure from that inside tackle position can help out with that. You know who their best pass rusher has been all season? Derwin James. Yeah, I was about to say. He's been I, unbelievable. I, was like, I think you were about to say Derwin James, yeah. Yeah, he's, he has been unbelievable when they play him in the box. I yep. mean, the he's been the best. He's not just the best rookie. He's the best box safety mm-hmm. in the NFL through four weeks. He's been that Co-sign. good. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Okay, sorry, on the other side, I jumped on you. No, what else good. you got? Look, the only thing I got, the only other thing I got here is that Oakland, Mo Hurst did come out. I'm looking, trying to find something good about their – you know, their pass rush here because everyone hates on it. Mohurst did look good in the interior of their uh, defense. He's a great player. Chargers O-line is I'm pulling for the guy, clearly. It's, uh, you know, it was a hard issue. He was on a lot of people's, you know, on a lot of scouts list, the number one interior tackle in the draft. Um, He had a – he got flagged for a heart. And he basically – it does stink, but – Basically, he can play. He's got this level that he's got to stay under, and if he can stay under that, he can keep playing. And, you know, God bless him. I hope he can for his entire career. He's that good, and, man, did he make a big difference in that game last week against the Rams – I mean, uh, against the Browns. Yep. Anyways, well, we can move on. But Anyways, I just yeah, to we can move on. I, I think that's right. I, I'd say a lot of points, and I would assume tight because that's what the Chargers have been in with the exception and of that, could, that, and that you game could against see, the Bills. Like, you could see multiple turnovers on both sides. Yeah, it could be one of a messy. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, Philip, I thought that was uncharacteristic last week. Um, the interception he threw, he got hit when he threw it. The ball sailed. It was a pick six to start the game. Uh, he's really been very, uh, he's been very efficient and willing to take what the defense gives him. He has not forced things like he did two years ago, three years ago, when he was really pushing the ball downfield, throwing a lot of picks. That was not the case last year. That's not the case this year. Um, so I think as long as they I'm can hold on to the football. I'm saying something weird can happen, like yeah. a, like a fumble or like some, I'm not even necessarily saying picks. I'm saying something weird. So Yeah, turnovers. <laughs> I got you. All right, Rams, Seahawks. Okay, Rams 28, Seahawks 19. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time here, nah. primarily because the Seahawks defense is so good. Earl Thomas is gone. Michael Kendricks is they gone. They got no O-line. The right. entire it, side, half of, of their Seahawks line is going to be Which running destroyed. backs playing? You yeah, know, right. I, 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 again, for me in this one, I, it's We're not good. a ton of points and a lot of two touchdowns. Two, two touchdowns. touchdowns? I have yeah, nine I mean, points. Least. Okay. At well. least. I'll go All two right. touchdowns. Rams. You're going even Redskins, Saints. All right. Now, this one we need to get into. This one I love. Saints 30, Redskins 22. I know Ooh, everybody loves Saints. when I say 22 or 25. I hope I get more of those. Um, the, here's, here's, here's two things to look for. One, let's start with. 
the defense, the defensive side of the ball here with Washington because being able to run on Washington shouldn't be easy because if you look at Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, they both in week – okay, so they've only played three games, so I can only have three games of Pretty sample small size. small sample size. Yeah, so in the third game, both of them went up to like a huge – like almost all of the defensive snaps after not really playing as many in weeks one and two. And that made a big difference in terms of the run. The problem is that means Drew Brees is going to break that record and then some, and then some because it's going to be Alvin Kamara. It's going to be Michael Thomas. There's just too many different options here. So I'm just saying for your fantasy purposes, I like Melvin Ingram this week, but I like people who catch passes more because I think that the defensive line. Yeah. Oh, did I say Melvin? <laughs> we got two Melvins. Listen, we got uh, Ingrams. I, hey, it was back to back. You're know, allowed. Cynthia. You know, I'm I'm just a moron. We're good. Yeah, um, that's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's so exactly what it is. Look, and and the other side of this, I think Alex Smith and this offense. I think if they're going to start to show some, if they are able to throw it deep, it's going to be this game. So if you're going to take a chance on a Redskin receiver, it's this week. Is it Paul Richardson? I don't know. Is it Josh Jackson? I'm not sure, but I do know that the Saints Jordan defense, <laughs> the Saints right. defense, yeah, is allowing 30.3 points per game. And you know what? If you look at their defensive backs, numbers one, two, and three, their corners for who's had the biggest bad way difference of who used to be a dirt ball, perhaps, and not allow any passes in their coverage. And then this year, like a plus 83, plus 80 difference. Yeah, it's going to be their top three guys. So that'd be Marshall Lattimore, PJ Williams, and Ken Crawley, all up at least 77.6 passer rating points allowed. So if they're, if, if Alex Smith is going to pass deep, you know what's going to be? This week. Uh, this week or Monday or whatever. Oh, I thought you were asking me for specific. I was like, I guess I'll go Richardson or I don't know. No, maybe Dachshund. It could, uh, could be any of those guys. Um, <laughs> I like Richardson if you need a sleeper. I That's my like favorite based on where. Even though I feel like even though uh, I, I went through that whole stupid rant about Eli Manning and how bad the Giants are. and um, I think there is something to kind of the old, hey, if you're – if you're if your shots off and you're a scorer, just get a layup, get a foul, get to that free throw line, just see the ball go through the net. I feel like that's the case with the Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you were one of the best defenses last year. You added Marcus Davenport. Your team's still pretty much intact. Let's just see it. Let's see some turnovers. Let's All see right, holding the team half, to, to 18 points. First half, they allowed a touchdown, right. and then they did, and then they held Buckled their down. They they figured it out. They started. Their signs are pointing up. While the offense, I'm not going to say the word struggled, but they they kicked four field goals in the first half, and that was it. They had red zone issues in the first half. The defense is like, "Yo, we got this. We're good." Right. You know, we're 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 going to hold our up our end of the bargain on this. So one. I'm thinking maybe maybe that happened. You know, maybe that was the game last week, and and we and see they're going to make me right be because they're my Super Bowl pick. That's right. <laughs> I uh, I think I picked them as well. If I remember right. Well, good. I'm glad um, we're both. You know what? Listen. We're just so similar. We're simpatico on that one. I mocked you for your Chiefs pick, and I'm hoping that comes to fruition because, boy, am I going to look stupid. <laughs> but you'll look great, and that's more important anyway. Um, I'm going to take the Saints as okay. well. I don't know if it's as lopsided as you think, though. I like that I Redskins do. team. I like Redskins team, too. But I think, well, uh, I think look, eight points. That's what I got. Eight yeah, point different. A, mm, boy, I'm going to go I'm gonna go less. I'm going to go more like a five-point game. I'm going to okay. go Saints by five. Yeah, I think All that right. Redskins team is a lot better than people are giving it credit for. I'm giving right, it credit. Let's, uh, I just no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're saying they're garbage. Um, I have 68.3% right, of the Sims. They win straight up. These are games that 
you stray from consensus. I'm a crazy person on these yes, people. Yes, you are. This is all you. You can't blame the math. I can't. This is, <laughs> no, this is, this is all the math. Yeah, uh, let's start Broncos and Jets. What do you have? The math says Broncos 24, Jets 19. Does that even seem crazy? Because I don't think no, so. Okay. I don't think well, so at all. I mean, peop- who do I the Jets people- have? The people think- that front? Yeah. The people think that the Jets are going to win home. You know, in look, in they're not watching the Jets if that's what they think. I'm telling you, that's what you, they think. They're not watching. The I'm Jets. telling you, 59.9 percent of the Sims, the the Broncos are the outright winners. Just so you know, and the biggest reason here, you just named it, Denver's defense greater than greater than greater than Jets offense. Okay, do we need to go there? No, I think I think uh, Baldy did a. Uh, Baldy did a great breakdown. Our friend Brian Baldy. Was he? And which if, direction if was he pointing? Because I can never tell with his hand. How dare you? <laughs> He's my that favorite. Is a I love man him. Man <laughs> who sacrificed his pinky for the cause, <laughs> and you're going to mock him on this. He podcast. knows that I mock him. I love. You? I love Baldy, and that's why um, I love it. Baldy, it, it was it, it it encapsulated the Jets perfectly in a minute thirty of him breaking down. One play. Um, oh, you know what? And now that I'm thinking of it, yeah, it was Baldy. Yeah, in one play. Um, what What are you looking for from Sam Darnold when he's got a third and one? Third and one to convert, and he's got Robbie freaking Anderson running nine yards downfield, running a freaking go route, and underneath him, I think he had Curse, who instead of doing a quick hitch with an, a defender playing off of him, Runs five yards down the field, and he's got an O-line that's not protecting him. So by the time he can let go of the ball, he's got defenders in his face. It's freaking Jacksonville. It's Yannick Ngakwe. It's Calais Campbell. It's Malik Jackson. And you dummies, and it could be the OC that called these routes. I don't know. But how do you, when you have a wide open middle of the field, just please go seek out that video and watch it before oh, you yeah. start piling oh, on. Oh, Sam about. Darnold's terrible. He's garbage. No, no I, look I, what I, he's no, doing. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you. I'm saying all these people that are piling on Sam Darnold after he had a great opening to the season and everybody was celebrating Sam Darnold has great potential. I don't know what he is because nobody's ever open except Quincy Nunwa behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know. If if you saw what happened against Jacksonville with that D-line, yeah, exactly, behind the line of scrimmage. Right. For negative three yards, yak, six yards. Um, I mean, look, that guy's a great number three receiver somewhere. Not a number one that gets targeted 15 times a game. So, yeah, whatever. Broncos – I'm with you uh, by at least five, mm-hmm. unless Case Keenum continues to forget how to complete passes. Uh, and I don't care about the short week for Denver. Not one bit. Cards at 49ers. Cards, 21. 49ers, 19. What? Uh, okay, so it's not super certain 51 or 50.9% of the simulations. But my model, listen, I'm going to stick up for my model here. My model okay. predicted Arizona last week. And do you know how close we were to Arizona actually being the winner last week? Like some missed field goals. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. But Josh Rosen ignited this offense. You saw Larry Fitz being the main target. You saw David Johnson start to get going. You saw that there's a lot of positive things here. And ultimately, Arizona's defense does enough to get their newly potent offense going. That's what it is. I, look, That's the story. I think- we had it at the start of the season. I mentioned how much I like this team. I thought 
They look good defensively. They got a pass rusher. They got solid linebackers. And they They've missed some tackles last corners. week. I don't want to say that, but uh, exactly, they did. And I like the offensive line. It's been bad, um, but on paper, I thought it looked pretty darn good. They have David Johnson. Last week was the first week they used David Johnson. Yes. I mean, it's, it's like, hey, I don't, I don't know if you remember what he was able to do two years ago before he got hurt. You remember that? How about how about just doing more of that, Mike McCoy? Um, but yeah, I thought Josh looked great. I thought he looked really good um, in his first start. Still, you know. If, if the pocket breaks down a little bit, a little tougher for him to navigate than some of the other quarterbacks like Baker and Sam who can get out and move a little bit more. But, but you know what? Passes were on time. Passes are accurate. That's With the most the important thing as quarterback. The San Francisco second, secondary, though. What's secondary? Exactly. There's there. So if, as long as you get past Reuben Foster, as long as – look, Armstead, pressure. They have a lot of good pressure guys. Up front, they're solid. But in the on the back end, like you, you, you can figure that out a little bit or you just give it to Larry Fitzgerald and be like, here, Larry, run the slot, which we'll is go for – Yards after he had the some catch. weird drops Let's last week too. He had a lot of drops. It's gonna yeah, the, the chemistry will come. The chemistry will come. I think this is the week that it happens, and I don't care what anyone says. I'm with my model. Yeah, I'll I say, made my model. Just, it's my baby. We gotta good. go with my baby. Re- real quick, I'll just add. If you look at last week's game against the Chargers, it was a weird game. Um, yeah. I thought C.J. Beathard looked good. But he did. His interceptions time, weren't his fault. They weren't his the fault. Chargers, the Chargers look bad. Um, yes, that's that's uh, that's kind of more for whatever reason. The offense was just a tick off. Um, I want more Buda Baker this year, this week, not, so I can say his name more. Yeah, was not pressuring. So I think, you know, I, I, th- look, their O-line was down. They lost, you know, Weston Richburg for part of that game. Joe Staley is banged up. Marquise Goodwin, look, he's a Ferrari. He's a track guy. If he's not 100%, it's not going to work for him, and that was the case in that game. Uh, Matt Breed is banged up. Al Morris is banged You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. And then you go to their defense. Solomon Thomas is hurt. Uh, you have yeah. half of their secondary. Richard Sherman, Jaquaski tart both hurt. Yeah. So it's just – it's a mash unit. Um, and even though it's at the 49ers and Josh Rosen's a young quarterback, he doesn't care. That's, he doesn't, that doesn't care. affect him. He doesn't I'm care. I'm with you. I'll take the – it's a lot of hot air for me just to say I'll I love take it. the cards. I love it. Um, all right, let's go Thursday Night Football. All right, me super Big quick. One. Colts and Patriots, this is not a wonderfully in, in interesting game. I have the Patriots 30, the Colts 21. So 30 to 21. It. Yep, 76.6% of the Sims have the Patriots reasoning. Why, is, why, you may ask? Because there's too many options for Brady and not enough time for Luck to create anything because the supporting cast has been letting him down. And, by the way, who's even playing? Who is playing? I, I don't – not T.Y. Not no. Doyle. No. Not Mac. Not Mac. Right. No. So it's going to be some guys you don't know. Yeah. But they're going to have to keep – you know who is playing? You know who has been good for Indianapolis? Darius Leonard. Has Circle been number. great. Love him. Number three, 53. Linebacker. Love exactly. Him. So, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give some shine. And Marcus Hunt, he's been playing well, too. So yeah, I'm not saying. knew that guy was going to resurrect his career, but he Who did. knew? But, but I'm, I'm trying to give some shine here. And listen, Frank Let's Reich. Estonia. Yeah. Frank Reich, he had to call 60 different dropbacks last game, which yeah. was crazy. It was, it was a Washington weird State. game. He had some weird – there were some weird calls for sure. So I would imagine a, probably a more stable – call play call this time but also on the other side of the ball you know you get Edelman back I say it like it's no big deal you get Edelman back you know just the guy who's been gotten the second most or third most separation out of the slot in anyone in the past three years no big deal just him obviously didn't play last season but you know what I mean because I'm old I like your Janice like for sure it's a good one it's a good one you put (laughs) in there I'm going Patriots by two touchdowns (laughs) you know it's October right oh wait there's that narrative uh can we know you know the best part about October we don't have to hear about the Patriots better. are going to be better in October. We can just see okay. it. Patriots better in October. Oh, my God. So I, I'll, go, uh, I'll go two touchdowns. touchdowns. All right. Two Pass, touchdowns it is. Two touchdowns. All right. Let's go. Let's review let's go. confidence picks. We need three. One. Three. One. One. I think 
Pittsburgh 28, Atlanta 26 is not as many points as many may think. That's one. Lower scoring for two teams that have been defensively challenged is number one. <laughs> okay? I think two. Denver, the Broncos, the Ponies beat the Jets. Is that an airplane? The Ponies beat the airplanes. I don't know what else it would be, in, but sure. In New York. Got it. Okay. Okay. And three. And three. Points, 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 points in Jacksonville and Kansas City. Arrowhead, <laughs> lots of points. Steel City, not a lot of points. <laughs> Seems crazy. Denver on a short week goes to New York, and Todd Bowles is on the hot seat again after a big week one. Okay. Yep. And Arizona, they win. We're throwing that and one Arizona, in there too. Oh, you want to add a fourth? Yeah. Because we only do three. What? We're generous. We get All into right, week four- five. It's hey, October. Not only do the Patriots it. get better in October, so does Cynthia. Number all four. Right. <laughs> Poor Kyle Shanahan, man. It was all going so well. Uh, there it is. Uh, week five, production of Game Theory and Money. A big thank you to Sean Shoppy, our producer, and all of you out there who share and spread the news of this uh, podcast through social media, who subscribe, who download. Uh, Cynthia's great work, of course, the math magician that she is. And we will be back again next week to either castigate her for poor production or celebrate her for her brilliance. (laughs) I would say it's probably the latter. Uh, Thank you for listening, (laughs) downloading, streaming, all those things. We'll uh, hopefully have you hear from us again next week.